Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You ready, Nick? Let's get him. Play my song. At the Bellagio, Balenciaga under the fur coat, Merlot. I don't drink, got it for old girl. Oh, I'm dead nice, you niggas dead broke. Best flow, coulda came home and made a meal on a furlough. Fat nigga lying, they say zip whack, kick back, me against who? That's a mismatch, kill tracks. I be needing that, man. Keep that shit, you know, golly round here, man. Gotta make sure we continue to pass that gospel of hip-hop, man. That was that early 90s, mid-90s, bloody money, man. Shout out to Capone and Noriega, some shit that we grew up on. But um, what's going on, people? Shout out to the truck drivers. Y'all be repping me hard on the line, man. And y'all be taking good care of me in the Super Chats, man. Continue the great work. Uh... We got 3.5 million truck drivers on the road, and they operate a little over 4 million trucks. And they transport 10.5 billion tons of freight yearly. So uh, shout out to the truck drivers, man. That's a little insight on the people that's getting those goods to us on time. Speaking of goods, uh, goods versus calico. Um, I've been on my battle rap shit heavy lately, man. Shout out to everybody involved with the resurgence of battle rap. Been watching battles nonstop. I'm back on it. Be having niggas saying, you know, it, it never faded. In my opinion, man, it wasn't what it once was, man. The battle rap culture that I was in tune with, these guys, they weren't like friends and shit. These niggas wasn't coming to the battles together smoking before the battle with nah man this is some arch rivals type shit so the element is a little bit different but lately i've been tuning in man shout out to Geechee Gotti. that's who brought me back you already know everything that's been going on with him and remy and papoose that shit was viral for a week it's starting to die down um just to touch on that briefly i don't think remy ma had sex with easy to block captain he don't got the character of all the dicks in the world she could have tried, I, I highly doubt that that was the one that she landed uh, on top of. I, I just seriously find it hard to wrap my mind around it after seeing, you know, the situation with Tasha K. Allegedly, Easy to Block Captain wanted $10,000 for a tell-all interview. Somebody contacted Tasha K on his behalf and um, said that they represented him and they spoke about, you know, a $10,000 fee and... 
who they were. And after that, Tasha K had Easy on the line, which at which point he said that nah, don't, don't nobody represent me. That was a, f a female who was involved with my movement prior, but she's not down with us anymore. Da 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 da. It's just a big fucking mess. And one thing I'm I'm certain of is that she didn't have sex with him. This shit spin out of spin out of control. Once it hit the blogs, it became, you know, food, a way way to pay people's bills for the month. Niggas is trying to hit that threshold and everybody, you know, put their take on it and shit, but he just doesn't have that character, man. I don't I don't see her doing that. Um, as of right now, a lot of the ridicule and, you know, sarcasm is fall, falling on papoose and that's just what it is as of right now if these niggas want to battle their way out of it they can do that but yeah getting back to goods and um calico they had a dope battle i tuned into it i, I loved it very very entertaining um goods just continue to do that thing that he does on the highest level and we, and we love it he continues to Put polish on it, man, with the extravagant raps, the lifestyle raps, man. I love it. So, yeah, shout out to Goods. Goods did his thing. Calico, I felt, did his thing, too. It was very entertaining battle. It was dope. Um, one of the angles that Calico chose to pursue was that Goods was biracial, that his father was white. And uh, he ran wild with it. It was funny as hell. He had some, you know... He did his thing with it, but after the battle, come to find out, you know, Goods has uploaded pictures, and we found out that that, that information totally was not true. So essentially what you have is a battle rap where a guy just made up some shit, you know what I'm saying? And I know a lot of these, these battle raps is some made up shit. They're not shooting people. They're not carrying guns with the clip longest. The Empire State built, they're not doing none of that, but we try to keep the shit grounded in reality. That's what makes the shit so attractive that these battle rappers can write a rap pertaining to someone's life and spit it on stage in front of everybody. But if you making up the shit, it just takes all the potency away from it and shit. And that's something that we find out that I guess Calico tries to try to use versus Goods and shit. I seen in the comments a lot of people said Goods did the same thing versus Cassidy. So I guess this is something that's been going on. Niggas just create an angle and just go after somebody. I, I don't know, man. I didn't. I just felt that after that performance, after Calico's performance with Goods, it was so dope to me to find out that the information wasn't true. It's like, ah, oh, man. So. Yeah, I watched that fight, and that information that came out of that is not is is not official. Moving right along, Tory Lanez is in the penitentiary. He beat all the YSL guys there, Young Thug. He beat uh the YFN guys there. He beat Sue Surf there, I believe. His ass is in the penitentiary. Something he's gonna adapt to. He probably would have to. You know, forge some type of gang ties to exist if he's in a population. Me personally, if I was him, I would just go ahead and do my time like uh, like the celebrities, man. They got a block for you, I believe, administrative custody, and you don't blend in with a lot of people. If you don't go, if he don't go that route, shit can go left field, man. We seen the institutions in California just eat people, eat people alive. You seen what happened with Lawrence Phillips? Seen what happened to the guy from uh, Boys in the Hood, the guy that shot Ricky in his back and shit. You know what I'm saying? 
just not promised to come up out of those institutions. We seen footage of, uh, I think it was X-rated on the yard, fighting for his life in a knife fight, getting getting all cut up and shit like that. There's some politics, man, some racial shit that goes on in the California prisons where I guess he might have to get with his people, blacks, and they're probably more than likely going to be gang-affiliated. So it's fucked up with Tory Lanez right now, man, but he was convicted of a shooting, and we just going to just stay tuned and see what happens with him. Um, I feel sorry for the guy, man, because he don't got no prior corrections background, I don't think. This is like his first, it ain't like he was in juvenile and shit like that. This is totally foreign to him. He got a lot of learning to go through, man, and I hope he don't pay with his flesh or his behind. Uh, it's fucked up, though. Really, really fucked up. Uh, the battle rap shit is back. I'm looking forward to the next event. I might show up at one. I don't know. Um, I don't know who my favorite is now that Sue Surf ain't around anymore. I'm not, you know, everything that I heard about Easy to Block happened. I watched some of his battles, but it seemed like, you know, his reputation was, he was, he filled a void. He filled a void. And he's dope, but he can't walk and surf in them shoes. I think right now Tay Rock wants some, wants some smoke with Easy. I seen an interview where Tay Rock said, uh, he didn't. He wasn't feeling the way Easy's entourage was treating him at the Geechee Gotti event, and not only that, he said some slick while Tay Rock was on the stage. So that's probably something that we have coming to us in the you know next few months. I don't know what platform they're gonna do it on. Maybe they do it on Chrome Twenty Three. I don't know. I don't know what Geechee's like. I mean, I don't know what Easy's relationship is like with the management at Chrome Twenty Three right now. Moving right along, more battle rap shit. Memphis Bleak. Is you know semi-viable right now online about some information he disclosed during a Drink Champs interview. You know niggas get on Drink Champs, man. Niggas be high and shit. Memphis Bleak uh, told a story about him battling Shaheen back in the day in Stapleton Projects, and the information just totally wasn't true. It didn't happen, I guess. It was another guy. He ended up battling. He was on Staten Island with some guys called TMF. I did an interview with a guy earlier named Tommy Whispers. Y'all can check that out on my YouTube channel where he clarified the whole situation. Memphis Bleak never smoked Shaheen Boots. And according to the TMF guys, he never smoked nobody on Staten Island. Now, as far as smoking people and all of that, I was told to relay a message Bleak, if you're listening, make sure y'all share this so Bleak hear this. One-rounders. A one-rounder can happen if you want to smoke, if you feel like you still want to smoke Shaheem's boots. I was told to relay this message that we can make this shit happen. So, you know, I don't know how sharp your sword is in 2023, but Shaheem active. And, and we looking for smoke. So, uh, if you're listening to this, the information you dropped on Drink Champs, that was, I don't know how you made the mistake, but it wasn't correct. And uh, if you want to do that battle thing, like you said, I think there's some interest. I think people will check that out. Shaheen versus Memphis Bleak one round. So that's what, that's what it is. I was told to put that out there. I got one more thing that I need to discuss. I was very disturbed about it. The fentanyl in the fucking daycare in New York City. They found a brick of fentanyl 
a kid died, three more children. These are toddlers. Was hit with Narcan and saved because of somebody's poor, poor, deadly decision to hide their pack at a daycare and shit. This fentanyl shit has to stop, man. I was watching a video online about the dark web, and I was watching a video about the Sinaloa cartel who was responsible for, allegedly responsible for a lot of the fake Percocets that this lace with um, fentanyl that's killing everybody in this world and shit, man. And something has to be done with the fentanyl, man. Like, goddamn, man, when crack was around and shit, man, these, these you still see these people to this day, people that were smoking crack 20, 30 years ago and shit. But this fentanyl shit has an extreme body count and something has to fucking be done about it, man. Like, it's just killing too many people. It's killing too many people. I don't support it. When I hear it in, in people music, man, I immediately turn it off. I'm disturbed by it. Speaking of being disturbed by music, let me talk about something that's affected me in real life, right? These chicks, be mindful. This is for, you know, this is for the fellas right here. Be mindful of the music that your chick is listening to, fam. Like, there's some very, 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 very toxic music that these chicks are taking in, man. Like, I don't know if you've been in a car with a chick and heard their playlist and listened to some of the shit that they listening to. These bitches is listening to songs called Girls Players 2 and songs about bitches having rosters and shit and, you know, fuck me in my asshole and uh, the pink and the brown and this shit is fucking disturbing, man. If you don't think that this shit is affecting females, man, you sadly mistaken. That's why you see this situation with, with Remy Ma. That's why people can look at it and say, shit, it's possible, man. Just look at it. The way society is and the way girls be moving these days and shit, man. Like, girls don't really place no high value on their, you know, bodies and chastity and shit like that. Like, it was a time when you had to really chase some pussy and shit. Like, now and shit is just thrown at you. It's thrown in your face you, all day long. Everybody naked. Everybody got an ass shot. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is being provocative, man. Y uh, young women... Preteen girls, young girls, all the way up is being affected by this shit. But anyway, uh, I had to remind this chick, man, that, you know, you listening to a chick talk all of this live girls is players too shit. This bitch ain't got no money. This bitch got to recoup. You know what I'm saying? The resources and the funding that was used to create this toxic ass song. This bitch ain't got no money. This is a regular bitch. You know what I'm saying? The uh, images in these videos, they be showing, you know, chicks doing they cheating and shit like that. The goddess in the video, that's a higher model and shit. That's not this bitch's guy in real life and shit. This is a bunch of imagery, toxic imagery. And chicks be looking at this shit, man, and absorbing it and trying to apply some of this shit to their real life, man. You got to just listen, man. Just, I'm telling you, just pay attention. A lot of the, the dis disruption in the homes and shit, it might not just be an, an another nigga. It could be another bitch. It could be an, a bunch of 
toxic shit, but it's being promoted through music, man. Like, you could just check out the quality of chicks and the decisions that they make, how easily they're, you can approach them and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like a bitch, a bitch pictures a few times. Just it's the, 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 the environment is women are too accessible and shit like that, man. And the mute, they got music that co-sign adultery and bitches being whores and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like they have placed the whore, someone who used to be talked down upon. They placed her in a high value position. Like the chicks that these young girls look up to and value and shit. They talking about being whores and shit, man. So just as sure as they have subliminal suggestions in music that affect men, the women is being perverted like a motherfucker too, man. So I'm telling y'all, watch out for that. Uh, online, Deion Sanders. I got to keep coming back to Deion, man. Can I get a round of applause for Deion, man? Shout out to Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. They 3-1. and one. They just got ran over by uh, Oregon. A lot of people seem like they was happy with that shit, man. I don't understand why. I don't understand people's distaste for Deion. I, I guess it comes with winning, but shit, I don't remember Joe Montana having to deal, up, deal with a bunch of hate and shit like that when he was winning. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I don't remember... Let's talk about some, some some great coaches and shit. I don't remember Bill Parcells dealing with a bunch of uh, hate when he was winning and shit. I just don't remember it. Uh, I, Tony Dungy didn't even, and he's black. He didn't even deal with all of this uh, scrutiny and ridicule that Dion is dealing with. It's the programs. It's his first year in Division One. Last year they was one and eleven. He won three straight games to start the season. He's already eclipsed all of the accomplishments from the last few years at Colorado. And uh, people just don't want him to thrive there. I don't know what's up with that, man. Like, they should know. And anybody who decides to hate him in 2023, especially Charleston White, who I feel is the fucking police. Charleston White said a bunch, bunch of ugly shit about Dion and Shador. Said he wants Shador to get hurt and shit like that. I don't know where this is come from, coming coming from, but people should know this. We liked Deion Sanders long before he became a football coach. We liked Deion Sanders at Florida State. We liked Deion Sanders when he played for the two legit to quit Atlanta Falcons. We liked him when he got traded to San Fran and he won Defensive Player of the Year. We liked him when he got traded to Dallas when he played wide receiver for Troy, with Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin and Emma Smith. We liked, we loved every moment of that. We loved the dress code. We loved the song, uh, Must Be the Money. Yeah, we needed to acknowledge that as being a real groovy song and shit coming from a professional athlete and shit. Uh, we've always liked Deion. Deion Sanders put out Sneakers that had a coat following, the diamond turf, the red and black ones with the gold trimming. Uh, then he had the turquoise joints that people was rocking with the Charlotte Hornets and the Marlins starters and shit like that in the 90s. And it, it, he it, he had more than that. He had probably like three or four pair, you know, iconic sneaks that was just dope as hell. 
the total package. When he played in Baltimore, we was with him. When he played in Dallas, we was with him. You know what I'm saying? Everywhere that he went, we was with him. When he went uh, to the local little to the little leagues in Dallas, Texas, or, yeah, I think it was Dallas when he's coaching little kids. We were still a fan of Deion Sanders when he went to Jackson State and turned their pro program around. We were still a fan. We were still fans of Deion Sanders. Charleston White made a lot of ruckus about people supporting Jackson State. People only support winners, fam. Jackson State didn't have no uh, no no fan base before Deion Sanders got there. Deion Sanders came there and he brought his, his son Shadour and he brought athletes that he brought through the little leagues. There was players who have been with him their whole life that came to Jackson State and turned that program around. There was a lot of bullshit going on at Jackson State, namely robberies. His 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 uh, I believe his car, maybe his office got broken into. They they stole possessions from Deion Sanders. Uh, there was a problem with water down there. There was a homicide near the campus down there. It was a bunch of shit that's damaging to a brand and someone of his magnitude just don't have to put up with that just because he's black. You feel me? And uh, Charleston White made up a bunch of ridiculous reasons on why Dion is a sellout for leaving Jackson, Jackson State to go to Colorado. A white school is what he called Colorado. Cordell Stewart wasn't called a sellout for going to Colorado. Eric Bieniemy, the great offensive coordinator in the NFL, he, was, he wasn't called a, a, a sellout for going to Colorado. Deion Sanders by right should be co coaching at Florida State. But because of systematic racism and shit like that, he wasn't offered the job. Maybe they thought he wasn't qualified or they just didn't want to give it to a nigga. Right? Boom. He's offered an opportunity at Jackson State. He's offered, offered an opportunity after that by the University of Colorado. He's stepping up to the Division I ranks now. He's coming to compete. Nobody should have a problem with him excelling through the ranks. He don't have to be Eddie Robinson. Eddie Robinson dedicated his whole career to uh to Grambling. He don't have to do that. Everybody don't don't that's not everybody's story. Uh Deion Sanders has carried the fan base and uh his sons have have done a great job of supporting the, the, the Sanders name. So uh in essence, we're going to continue to be down with Colorado. They got uh, USC this week, this weekend. They're expected to lose that game again as well. I think they got Arizona after that. The schedule gets ugly, but it's a learning process. I did notice that towards the end of the game uh, versus Oregon, all of a sudden, Colorado start hitting people. That's something that they haven't been doing. Do a lot of arm tackling, a lot of tackling up top, which leads to people getting ran over. Seen Shiloh land some wood. They got to continue getting out there, putting hats on people, man. And hopefully they can get some turnovers and affect the ball game. The offensive line did not protect Shador Saturday. Bo Nix had much more time in the pocket than Shador. Bo Nix is not a better quarterback than Shador Sanders. And from what I've seen and from the, the performance that uh, Bo Nix put on, this weekend and shit. Uh, I believe Colorado gave him his first interception of the season. And uh, we still down with Colorado, man. That's something I had to get off my chest. Lastly, 
because I'd be online, man. I watch the internet a lot more than I watch um, television and shit. If I'm watching television, it's probably a sports, you know, sports program of some type. But I happened to catch a fucking documentary about Rowdy Roddy Piper. Shout out to Piper, man. He's 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 passed on and shit. I don't know how I stumbled upon this documentary. I recommend people go check it out too. If you come if you come from the WWF era, it's called the WWE now. If you come from the WWF era, you want to check out this documentary with Rowdy Roddy Piper. And um they got interviews of him over the years, you know, popping his shit. And Rowdy Roddy Piper is on the level of Michael Jordan and Tom Brady and Larry Bird and all of these types. Wayne Gretzky, Rowdy Roddy Piper. I'm going to tell you why. Without Piper, you wouldn't have had um, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, and so many others. Ricky Steamboat, uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker. I could go on and on and on, but the mega superstars that came from the WWF in the 1980s, if you were a superstar, you was going to have some static with Rowdy Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy Piper was the ultimate heel. He was the ultimate evil in wrestling. If you go back and watch and do the history, nothing happens of any super magnitude without Roddy Roddy Piper. I'm telling you, like, everybody that you were a fan of growing up, just think about it. Everybody that you were a fan of growing up were more than likely the good guys and shit. You know, the good guys. And that's what we cheer for, the good guys, right? And we hated the bad guys. We hated the bad guys. And nobody played the bad guy role more than Rowdy Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy Piper... His character and his antics, he's from Canada originally, is what gave birth to the very, very first WrestleMania. It would have never happened without Rowdy Roddy fucking Piper. Let me take you back. In the 1980s, wrestling was starting to gain steam, gain steam like a motherfucker due to a lot of, a lot of television exposure on cable TV and shit. And they were looking for something that would take the WWF to the next level. While this is going on, Cindy Lauper is one of the biggest pop stars in the whole world. And she has a song out called Material Girl, I believe that was the name of the song. And in the song, Captain Lou Albano appeared in a song with some, in this music video with Cindy Lauper. So Vince McMahon, being a marketing genius, he said, boom, that's it. We're going to bring Cindy Lauper into the WWF with, with Captain, Ca Captain Lou. And then we're going to have, they did have, they had Cindy Lauper come into the ring and talk some shit. And I believe she was about to announce a match. And while this is going on, Rowdy Roddy Piper is in the ring or he comes in the ring with his little mob with him, him and a couple of goonies and shit. And while Cindy Lauper and Lou Albano was putting on this presentation uh rowdy roddy piper snatches the microphone from cindy lopper i believe or knocks her to the ground 
She gets knocked to the ground, knocked to the ground during this little skirmish that they have in the ring. And Rowdy, Roddy Piper kicked her in the head. Now, let me give you the backstory that was revealed during the documentary. They came to Rowdy Roddy Piper before the match and they said, yo, can you kick Cindy in the head or about the head without hurting her? We're going to pay you this X amount of dollars. And uh, Piper said, sure, I can do it. They don't know that this motherfucker's head case and shit. And he is so out there with his brand and trying to be the greatest heel of all time. He kicked the bitch in the head for real. <laughs> <laughs> he kicked the bitch in the head for real, right? Boom. Mr. T jumps in the ring to try to help Cindy Lauper. He gets into it with Rowdy Roddy Piper. Boom. Hogan comes out. This I got I'm trying to recollect this shit because it happened so long ago, but this is how Mr. T and Hulk Hogan ended up in the, the first WrestleMania. The match was versus uh it was Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Rowdy Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff. It was versus those two guys, and that's how the first uh WrestleMania came to be. While this is going on, Mr. T is like the baddest man in the world. He's on the A-team. He got action figures, cartoons. He wanted, He's larger than life. DC cab, known tough man, got his weight up, truck jewelry. He's Mr. T, an icon. They got it set up that Mr. T is going to come to WrestleMania and win. And they did win. The tag team uh, of Mr. T and Hulk Hogan, they did win the match, but... The way it was scripted was uh, Mr. T was supposed to kick Roddy Roddy Piper's ass. And uh, Piper said, man, they wanted me to take a dive. He said, they wanted me to take a dive. He said, here I was, the baddest heel in the history of the WWF. And they wanted me to take a dive versus a guy who wasn't even a wrestler. Like, they took that personal the wwf wanted them to look like chumps for mr t that's that's how rowdy roddy piper was saying it at the time i always felt that piper was racist and he probably was he could have been a lot of the wrestlers including hulk hogan have been revealed to be racist but anyway uh piper said man i ain't doing that shit man like so he's such a good professional though he got out there and he put on one of the best performances of his life. And um, it included, he got in the ring, him and, mixed, Mr. him and Mr. T get the mixing it up. He whispers in Mr. T's ear, yo, grab me in the fireman's carry and press me and shit. Like he's coaching Mr. T and shit. And Mr. T, they got a picture, an iconic picture of Mr. T pressing Rowdy Roddy Piper. Got him in the air. You see Mr. T's muscles bulging and shit like that. And then he slams him to, you know, slams him to the ground. Professional slam, whatever, boom. And the crowd goes crazy and shit. You know what I'm saying? So he, he was trying to help the performance the best he could without losing. They ended up losing the match uh, by way of someone hit Paul Orndorff in the head and Hulk Hogan got on top of him for the, for the cover. But in the documentary, Hulk Hogan was like, yo, that shit wasn't supposed to go like that. That match was supposed to end with Mr. T in the middle of the ring kicking one of their ass 
main namely piper he should have been kicking piper ass he said but piper wouldn't go for it he said um years after that match he said i used to grind piper up you know behind closed doors like yo man you just you, you blew it in that moment man he was like you blew it like you know what I mean? Hogan was a veteran. He was telling him, like, ain't nothing bigger than the show and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they 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 wanted to see you and Mr. T get out there and get it on and shit, man. But Piper wouldn't let them see that and shit. And it wasn't just uh, the Mr. T shit. He wasn't trying to lose to nobody. If you go back and do the history on Rowdy Roddy Piper, he was the ultimate evil, ultimate bad guy. He backdoored people. They got they showed the footage of him busting uh snooker in the head with the coconut. They had some fake coconuts there, some prop coconuts that was he was supposed to hit him with. He hit him with the real coconut. Uh I felt that that was one of the reasons that I always felt he was racist, but uh he kicked ass, black, white, and candy stripe his whole career. And it's just a dope ass documentary that I advise. Anybody that was into uh Wrestling in the 80s, Andre the Giant, Iron Sheik, Bobby the Brain, Heenan, the Heart Foundation, all of those guys, all of these people are in this documentary talking about this motherfucking um, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Him and Brett, the Hitman Hart, they was real, real close. He used to call, they used to call each other cousins and shit. Just a dope-ass documentary. They both come out of Canada, I believe. Check it out. Uh, I'm about to get up out of here, man. I got... Another L I want to smoke with the engineer, Nick. You've been great. Shout out to the Make sure y'all go online, man. Get some of these dope-ass creations. Pillmatic 2 on the way, man. Y'all can get ready for that, man. Shout out to Baldini, my sponsor. His uh, information will be in the description. This whole uh, podcast thing, man, it's, it's been great to me, man, these last couple of months, man. It works if you work it. It's like the NA, the AA uh, program and shit. You got to put some emphasis on it. I've been giving y'all dope, dope uploads. Truck drivers, man, I know y'all loving every minute of it, man. I've been going long. Just tune me in, man. Tune, t- turn me up and uh, stay stay tuned with what I'm doing. Let me hear that, that zip, man. I'm about to get up out of here, man. Shout out to the truck drivers and everybody tuning in, man. Everybody on YouTube, man. Make sure y'all subscribe and uh, hit the bell, man, when y'all see me doing my thing, man, so you get the notifications. I'm up out of here, man. Go ahead and zip with the drip. I was dumb young with big guns, running down ones 430 yams, I bottled every crumb Way before Nori made body in the trunk I was drunk, ride around with the shoddy on pump I'm the big kahuna, certified shooter Like a lot of guns Hello, it is Ryan And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic Doing the dishes, counting your steps You know, all the mundane stuff That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.